Oh, she froze right when we started. Yeah, um, this is not the right time to tell you that this has been happening constantly. Um, this has been happening constantly. It's, um, we prepped. Yeah. What did we do last time that like solved it? Last time I re well, last time that this happened, I don't know if it solved it, but I restarted my computer. Didn't work for a little while. Well, I mean, hopefully it gets better. How many windows do you have open right now? No more than normal. So five. First it was, first it was, oh, Elizabeth, you have too many windows open and they're all Google Chrome and Google Chrome eats up your whatever and you should switch to Firefox because that won't happen. And now it's just, oh, Elizabeth, how many windows do you have open? Because the Firefox thing is fake. It's fake. It's and I can't switch tabs. I can't move my tabs around in Firefox. It's like Chrome is like a house, is like a forest fire, but Firefox is like a house fire. They're both very dangerous. But one is much significantly worse than the other. Well, I have fewer windows open actually right now than I would normally. Okay. Okay. Well, let's keep our keep our prayers for uh, Liz is going freezing. Oh my god, I am completely blown out. All right. Anyway, this is a pinfall podcast. You you intro us. Welcome to the Pinfall Podcast. I am your host, Liz. I am joined, as always, by my co-host, Marcus. Um, I hope you all are having a fun Dinamite day. This was a very fun Dynamite. Oh, my God. Yeah, this was a bop. We had some killer stuff. Well, MJF had one of the best promos of his life. And, like... He's one of the best promos in the game, and he just fucking nailed this. I'm going to be really honest. MJF's promo actually, like, upset me mm -hmm. to the point where the rest of the show, I was like, <laughs> yeah, feeling a little blue. Like, I think David Bixenspan tweeted that no other promotion no matter how big or small, could trust their wrestlers to pull off a promo like this. Only AEW could. Yeah. And Punk coming out, not saying anything on the mic, just asking him if it's true. Oh my god, it's perfect. MJF has to win now. He has to be Punk's first loss. Yeah. Well, first honest loss. First AEW. Oh, oh yeah. MJF already beat him once or twice. Yeah, technically. Um. Yeah, man, that that pulled some fucking strings, man. Um, we also had a great tag team battle royal, which which got really good towards the end. Um, Red Dragon came out on top, and they're added to the triple threat tag team match at Revolution. Um, 
what else do we have? We had uh, the debut of Penta Oscuro, featuring Abra Alex Abrahantes Oscuro. Um, in both of them together <laughs> looks so cool. I mean, Alex looks like fucking Palpatine or or the Grim Reaper from Bill and Ted. But Penta looks sick. Um, but in that same match, we also had the debut of Buddy Matthews, who's siding with the House of Black. Um, Eddie, Eddie Kingston, Chris Jericho actually had a really good few, a uh, really good promo. Um, if you are looking at it as I think how it should be, with Jericho being a, a cocky son of a bitch heel. Or an egotistical heel. Uh, and Eddie obviously being the, the baby face. Um, Eddie just decimated him. Um, Ricky Starks versus Preston Dance. Face of the Revolution ladder match. Uh, Jade Cargill versus The Bunny for the TBS title. And Brian Danielson versus Daniel Garcia for... No reason. To teach him violence. And then uh, we got announced Mox versus Danielson at Revolution. Very fun show. Yes. And I'd love to talk about it. But I'm pretty sure... Do I get cut off when I freeze? Uh, your audio still goes. Most of okay, the time. Well, as long like if your internet doesn't cut out, you're you're still going. I don't know if it's my internet. I don't know what it is. I don't know. If you, I don't know. It, it could be a number of things. It's me on the brink of losing my fucking mind. I think if there's one thing that will actually end up driving me insane, it's probably this. Mm-hmm been going on for what a year now and this is the only time i ever have internet connection issues literally the only time my nine, it's when i open up discord my nine, and it's not even when i open up discord because i've got discord open all the time it's literally just these video calls we should try a different uh software because there's there's well no it's what no it's it, okay how about this it's just video calls for me um does it happen in zoom calls it happens in Zoom calls. It happens in Google calls. There have been calls. Like, today I got disconnected from a Zoom call. Like, I can't actually. That's the other thing that annoys me about this that, like, actually makes me kind of crazy is that this interferes with my professional life mm -hmm. in that, like, I dropped out of a call that I was supposed to be in today. We should, uh, we should, we should get you a desktop and get you, like, a, like, a, a hardwired. Can I hardwire into my laptop? You could. You'd have to get a, a USB hub, though, or like a switcher. But if you bring Do your desk in here, we could have one switcher in here and then plug two Ethernet cords in there. And both of us would be working out of one switcher. Otherwise, we'd have to get a whole new long-ass Ethernet cable run it to the router. Yeah, I almost prefer that. Anyway. Anyway. Not we'll figure out our, our technical difficulties 
soon. Um, you want to talk about the news? Yeah, we can talk about the news. Um, got a lot of news today. It's nothing I love more than a cup of coffee at like 10 p.m. So my audio must cut out because you didn't respond to me just now. Oh, yeah, you're talking about the news. I said we've got a lot of news. Yeah, I heard that. Okay. And you didn't freeze either. I did freeze. On my side, I froze. On, on my side, you froze too. Well, maybe I just didn't notice. All right. So I actually like had the time to organize my news and everything. So I feel good. Mm -hmm. Um. Sucks to be blind though. Okay. So first things. Oh. I'm like working off of a laptop that's turned perpendicular to how I would normally work off of a laptop. So like scrolling is just a fucking who and a holler. Um, first things first. Drake Maverick is back. He was released, but he is back now and he is working on the WWE creative team as a writer and producer. Man, they gotta um, relax with that man's career. Like, what the I fuck? Know. I feel so bad for him. And they really are throwing the man around in, like, every fucking direction. Hopefully he's actually in a place that he wants to be now. Yeah. And he prefers this over I... wrestling. Yeah. I'm sure. Or at least I hope. Yeah. Um, also, some slightly WWE-related news. Um, Hit Row is staying together, minus Swerve. Uh, because Swerve is going on to other pursuits. But... Uh, Top Dollar, Ashante, the Adonis, and BFAB are all going to stick together. Um, and they will be appearing at GCW's For the Culture in Dallas, Texas on April Fool's Day. Yeah, that's uh, that'll be a really good show. Um, I'm really excited to see what Hit Row is like without Swerve. Because um, Swerve said that he's specifically not gonna be a part of hit row anymore even though he loves those guys but he he says that he's gotten older and he wants to explore his character solo and then see how that character evolves uh, and matures yeah um i'm interested to see how that's gonna go yeah especially if he um, since he signed with aw going to be really cool yeah um aj gray announced um that they're going that hit row is going to be at the um event um and i guess they're all going by aj francis brianna brandy and tahuti miles now instead of what they were originally known as which makes sense still cool names brianna brandy yeah. is that her real name brianna brandy it's her real not wwe name i can tell you that much okay because if, if I don't it's, know what a real name is. It's, it's a very uh the alliteration makes it like a good character name. AJ Francis and Tahuti Miles are still good names. Yeah. It's like um, Bri also Brianna Brandy and Shane Strickland are two really good alliteration names. Yeah. Um also, some GCW news. Uh, some wrestlers are being announced for Bloodsport. I believe Mox was announced. Oh, okay. I think. I could be totally wrong. Mm -hmm. I may have just made that up. 
Um, I literally can tell you because I'm on. Yeah, Mox was announced um, for Bloodsport 8, which is going to be March 31st. Because um, GCW is just taking over the fucking weekend, apparently. Um, and then also Timothy Thatcher was announced for Bloodsport 8. <laughs> He's back. I'm so excited. Ooh. I can be more excited. <laughs> um, <laughs> It'll be. I'm so excited to see him back in the independent scene. I, I think he'll absolutely kill it in GCW. He he seems like the type where if he can be stiff, he's gonna be amazing. I don't even know if he's just gonna be in GCW, but I I mean he he is. He's been at Bloodsport. He's been there. He's done that. Right. Um. So I'm excited to see where he's going to go after this. Yeah. Um, Cause I, I was, I, I know that we've talked about this, that there was kind of a concern that like, he would just stick to coaching. Yeah. It's, it is good. To, maybe he's like doing GCW to see if he likes wrestling still, which I totally get. You got to like feel it out. Um, or he's just back in it for real, for real. Yeah, he could be. Um, but if he is back for real, for real, it'd be very interesting to see where he signs somewhere like impact would be a great place for him. Honestly, I don't think that he's going to sign anywhere. You don't think so? He'll stay uh, I, independent. I think he might. Cause he's, he, that's something that he's accustomed to. Mm-hmm. He'd, um, he'd, I think he'd also be really good in Japan. I don't know if you if he's into traveling, but seeing him in new Japan would I, be so cool. He lived in Germany for like the longest time. Like mm-hmm. he used to spend like half his year in Germany. Um, I would be shocked if he went over, went back to Europe. I wouldn't be shocked if he progress. Well, wait, hang on. I think it's already been announced and I've looked, the, this is another thing that I've looked up 400 times. Um, let's see. Cage match. Are you searching new Japan cup okay. again? <laughs> no. Um, I wanted to see if all of 16 karat gold was announced, but mm. it has been. Because um, that I wouldn't have been shocked if he had shown up at, yeah. but not the point. Um, with that said, let's move on. Because uh, we've got some things to announce. Sort of. Um, the Crockett Cup bracket for NWA has been announced. Um, the bracket is as follows. The first seed is the NWA World Tag Team Champions La Rebellion. Then second seed is the Briscoes. Third seed is OGK. Fourth seed is Doug Williams and a mystery partner. Fifth seed is Strictly Strictly Business, which is Chris Adonis and Tom Latimer. Sixth seed is DePipe and Mims. Seventh seed is Kratos and Aaron Stevens. Eighth seed is The End, which is Perro and Odinson. Ninth seed is Hawks Airy. Tenth seed is Dirty Sexy Boys, which is JTG and Dirty Dango. Love it. Eleventh seed. Hmm? I said love it. Seventh seed is the Cardonas, which is Mike Knox and VSK, which is fucking hilarious, <laughs> actually. Twelfth um, seed is Gold Rush with three H's, um, which is Jordan Clearwater and Marsh Rocket. Thirteenth seed is the Ill-Begotten. Um, the representatives of the Ill-Begotten have not been announced yet. Fourteenth seed is the Fixers. Fifteenth seed is TBD. And sixteenth seed is the winner of a four-way match on night one. Be cool if TBD is FTR. Yeah, that would be cool. Um, and also happening at the Crockett Cup is Matt Cardona is defending his title against Nick Aldis. Ooh. Spoicy, spoicy, bringing it home. Yeah, yeah. 
I, I hope Cardona hangs on to it because NWA desperately needs to hold on to a champion that's like actually over with the crowd. Yeah. Um. Also, MLW announced that they're going to have a new middleweight showcase match for the MLW Superfight card. Um, and that is going to be Ikuro Kwan of Contra is taking on Cashflow Ken Broadway. Okay. Um, and this will be at Fe- on February 26th um, at the Grady Cole Center in Charlotte. Ken Broadway. I assume North Carolina. Ken Broadway. Was Ken Broadway? No. Who fought Jay White at House of Glory? I think it was Cashflow. Cashflow. Okay. Which is Ken Broadway. Okay. I, I wasn't sure if they're like two separate people or one person. No, I think it's the same person. Okay. I just think that the poster announced him one way. Oh, it's cash as flow. opposed to both ways. Right. Yeah. Okay. Um. Okay. CM Punk was announced as the final Ring of Honor, uh, Hall of Fame class inductee. He is joining the Briscoes, Brian Danielson, and Samoa Joe. That is a stacked uh, Hall of Fame lineup. It's a strong first year. Yeah. Um, other news. Freddie Prince Jr. Um, wants to start his own wrestling promotion. Uh, he announced that he's um, tired of people nixing his ideas um, and wrestling shows that he doesn't enjoy, I guess. Um Yes, give us more wrestling promotions. This was he announces on his podcast Wrestling with Freddie. Um And you know what? He said, I don't want to compete with WWE or AW. I just want to kind of have my own thing and have it on smaller channels, smaller networks, have it be a SAG show so that they're all screen actors guild. That's what SAG stands for. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Freddie. Dude, I love that. Like let let these let these creative minds just fucking go out there, make their own shit. Love it. As long as they're safe and good about it. I mean, yeah, he's worked in WWE for a while now, so he knows. Yeah. Um. I the more promotions, the better. It's so good. Love it. He, like, um, even though I don't like control your narrative and a lot of people in it. It's still great to see a lot of these these promotions popping up. It diversifies. Yeah. yeah. Um, in slightly in news that is also a post or uh, 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 an ex WWE uh, star doing something with their time, but on a completely different note, um, Paul White is going to star in and produce a new show about NFTs. Is it the Go Big, Go Big Show? Go Big, Big Show? No, apparently... Wait, no, oh my god, I misunderstood. What? What do you... It's a live-action NFT. Uh... It's not an NFT show, it's an NFT show. Oh, okay, I, I've heard of those before. What? Yeah, it's basically like it's a short film or or like an episode or something that is sold as an NFT. I, I've those that was my first introduction to understanding what NFTs were. Is it can be anything like a like a fucking short film or something. Um, 
Who's producing it? Like, is it? He is. Oh, he is not like AEW. No. Okay. The series is going to be. Uh, it's called Gen Zeros. It's a live action NFT for purchase if you want to via the House of Kiba. I'm not gonna fucking tell you where to find that. Um. The series is set 200 years after an alien invasion has left the world devastated with 10 factions fighting to control the future of humanity. That quote is from WrestleTalk. Thank you, WrestleTalk. Um, what? Ironically, yeah, I don't know. Ironically, the, the White is going to play the role of Thatch, which I think is funny, considering our Thatcher news. All right. We, sh- we should just film, like, you dancing in front of a green screen and call that an NFT. Sure. We'll make some money. We could sell um, we could sell that emo of me holding my feet up as an NFT. It's one of our uh, it's one of our emotes. If you subscribe, you can you can spread that emote wherever you want, me holding my my bare feet up. Um yeah. also on Helico is going to make an announcement addressing his rumors regarding his career. Um I uh, tomorrow he's going to. Mm-hmm. Um he there is a good chance that maybe his contract is expired um considering he has not been seen on tv since december 3rd so Hmm. um let's talk about some bullet club news if you weren't paying attention to the last couple of days tamatanga is out of bullet club um jay white fucking forsook his ass forsaken or forsaked or so for the good brothers um now if that news isn't enough for you don't worry we've got more um strong style evolved um has some new matches those new matches are going to be jay lethal fighting ren narita mascara dorada is going to be fighting tjp um and jay white is going to continue his USFJ Open Challenge. Uh, and also, Swerve is going to face Blake Christian. Oh, that'll be a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, that will be Saturday, March 20th in Florida. Okay. Um, also, NJPW Strong Mutiny was announced. That is going to be, you guessed it, in fucking Los Angeles, California, at the Hollywood, Vermont, because they just can't fucking escape there. And they'll never come back to the East Coast, I guess. That? um that'll be april 10th it's a sunday uh if you want tickets go buy them i don't know i don't know what to fucking tell you i'm so upset um yeah i don't fucking know i can't tell you what to do um last piece of news before i tell the worst joke known to man just everybody get excited i wanted to save this for the end of the news just so we could transition hope everybody is like thrilled um last piece of news is we have 48 people in the new japan cup bracket if you wondered maybe they'll bring in people from AEW. maybe they'll bring in people from uh, new japan strong they didn't um the bracket is as follows okada despi wato toriano taichi tenzan nagata goto togo sima or shima uh 
Takamichinoku, Kanamaro, Tanahashi, Yo, Bad Luck Folly, Naito, Takahashi, Ghetto, Makabe, Cobb, Kojima, Hanma, Yoshihashi, Fujita, Ibushi, Great Okan, Ishimori, Oiwa, Zip, Zack Sabre Jr., Doki, Nakashima, Hanare, Sonata, Bushi, Will Ospreay, El Phantasmo, Ishii, Takagi, Tangaloa, Chase Owens, Jado, Tiger Mask, Taguchi, Evil, Tamatanga, Takahashi, Hiromu, uh, Sho, and Minoru Suzuki, with Wado, Tenzan, Togo, Kanamaru, Fale, Ghetto, Kojima, Fujita, Ishimori, Doki, Sonata, Phantasmo, Tangaloa, Tiger Mask, Tamatanga, and Minoru Suzuki all getting buys. Um, a lot of people are kind of pissed about this. A lot of people think that it's unnecessary. A lot of mm-hmm. people think that Kota Ibushi is not ready to come back. And a lot of people are confused as to why certain people got buys and certain people didn't. Specifically, Kosei Fujita, because he is a young lion. And yep. it doesn't make any sense. Why did Ghetto get a buy? Um, Confusing. And why are Despi and Okada fighting each other in the first round? Well, Okada and Despi, Okada has to fight somebody. I guess if you're, what your point is, is being like, the two champions should not have to fight each other, and that they should at least get a chance to last, then that makes sense. You're knocking out a champion in the first round, that's kind of bullshit. One of your two singles champions. Like, come on. Um, And the way I see it, this just puts one person over the other, but it does suck. mm -hmm. Um... Is that all the news we got? Yeah. All right. And before we get into the episode, just want to remind everyone, uh, our weekend show will be between three shows. If you go to our Twitter, at Pinfall Podcast, please cast your vote on what show you want us to cover for our weekend show. It could either be Terminus 2, GCW Welcome to the Heartbreak, GCW The Coldest Winter, or Other and leave a comment on the poll. It is pinned on our profile right now. So go vote in that and let us know what you want to what you want us to recap. There's a there, there's some good shows happening. So let us know. All right. Would you like to hear my horrible joke? Yeah. Okay. What do you call a violent sodium? What? A salt. Is it too late to leave the podcast? I told you it was my worst joke ever. Why did you believe me? Oh my god. <laughs> Marion, thank you for the 50 bits. thought of that i wrote it down with all my news because i was like i'm telling this joke this is gonna happen uh mariam asked what weekend show we're leaning towards what weekend shows do we have 
Did you not? I listed them off. Is Terminus 2, GCW, Welcome to the Heartbreak, and GCW, The Coldest Winter. I think I'm, okay. I'm either leaning towards Terminus 2 or Welcome to the Heartbreak, because Welcome to the Heartbreak has X-Pac, but Terminus 2 has some really cool, like Santana and um, Gresham. I think I'm just leaning towards Terminus because we already watched Terminus 1. It kind of feels like watching like a series. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But any of the three of them would be a lot of fun to watch. So cast your vote uh, at Pinfall Podcast on Twitter. And now that that joke is done, it's very funny. Thank you. It seemed so mainstream. And then I was like, nah, I'm going to do it. It seemed so mainstream. Yeah. I guess you, you could know, have niche assault jokes. joke. I thought it was just fish in a barrel. You mean low hanging fruit? <laughs> or that. <clears throat> All right. So let's get into the episode. We started off Dynamite with the tag team battle royal. I forget how many number teams were in it, but there were a lot. There were more than I could handle. And that's why my first note was, this is a bit much. Because it was. Um, so Reynolds is the first one eliminated. He gets eliminated by the Blade. Silver eliminates the Blade. Then Assboy 1 gets eliminated vis-a-vis Assboy 2. And then Santana, a fucking clown... Eliminates Assboy 2. Butcher is then eliminated by Chuck... Sorry, got an itch. Um, By Chuck Taylor. We then get a little soul food half and half to Bobby Fish. Bobby Fish and Kyle then eliminate Chuck Taylor. Um, Mark Quinn is then eliminated, and so is Isaiah by John Silver. Isaiah is, like, eliminated, but he gets caught by Matt Hardy, who puts him back up on the apron and then he gets pushed again and Mark Quinn distracts Matt Hardy and uh, Matt Hardy's not there to catch Isaiah. Um, we then get 2.0 beating up Ortiz. They both get eliminated by Santana. Um, then the Young Bucks eliminate um, Ortiz. Uh, then it's Bucks versus FTR for a little bit. Um, Red Dragon attack FTR. Nick then saves Kyle, only to be eliminated by FTR. Then Matt seems to kind of be pissed about this. Looks like he's about to go for um, Cashy and Daxi, but he gets chop-locked by Santana. Um, Trent, who's still in, nearly um, gets eliminated, but he gets picked up by OC, who carries him back to the apron, um, deposits him safely. Um, then Bobby Fish gets eliminated by Trent and Tully tries to assist Cashy with the elimination of John Silver, but he eliminates Cashy instead. Um, and then Cash kind of was like, I'm getting back in the ring. And the refs were like, no, you're fucking not. You, that's not how this works. <laughs> um, Santana then nearly eliminates, um, Trent. Then we get Santana and Trent on the apron. Um, then Kyle and Matt eliminate both of them. Um, Matt Jackson, in case you're wondering, like they're teaming up now. It's kind of a thing. 
Um, then Kyle's squaring off with Daxi. Matt Jackson is squaring off with Johnny. Um, they spar for a little bit. Kyle tries to eliminate or brain Dax on the apron. Um, <clears throat> and then what I guess is legal, but it shouldn't have been legal. Bobby Fish aids in the elimination of Dax. Yeah. Um, by like punching him in the leg. Kind of chop blocking him. Yeah. Um, then John Silver suplexes both Kyle and Matt Jackson. John gets Kyle up on his shoulders. Matt super kicks Silver. And then Kyle lifts John up again. Matt super kicks John again. Um, but Kyle can't like finish whatever move he was going for because his arm is like fucked. Um, and then Matt Jackson sends out John Silver and Kyle immediately sends Matt Jackson out right after that. Yeah, and that sparks some tension later on. Um, they're, they're actually not later on right now. The Bucks, the Bucks get in Red Dragon's face, but Hangman comes out and attacks Red Dragon. Um, the Bucks don't help Red Dragon at all. They just watch. Um, then Adam Cole comes out, tries to super kick uh, Paige, but Paige catches it and um, bashes him repeatedly. John Silver cannonballs onto Red Dragon. And then we get a buckshot lariat to Kyle. And Paige gets on the mic and he says, Who's ready for story time with Adam Page, baby? <laughs> and you just hear Bobby Fish go, No, that's his thing. Um, <laughs> Paige says, Adam Cole became a world champion wherever he went. But as he could see the writing on the world, the writing on the wall, he clamored back to his old friends and wanted the most precious prize in professional wrestling. And he kept his eyes on that prize, never realizing he was drawing closer and closer to a six-foot hole in the ground. A revolution when he, climbs in, when he climbed into the ring and took one step closer to his grave, and the better Adam buried him in it. The only sound made is from a buckshot lariat, and that sound is boom. Middle finger to Adam Cole. And uh, that ends that. And then we get a Brian Danielson interview. He says, I've been really impressed with Daniel Garcia. He's a younger version of me. I had a great mentor growing up. And he's hanging out with 2.0. Imagine if he was training with someone like me or Mox. I'm going to show him the difference tonight. But speaking of Mox, last week you said before we fight together, uh, we need to bleed together. I'm going to give you that answer. And then MJF comes out. And boy, howdy, are we in for a ride with this promo. So he says, he's already like, like uh, red in the eyes. He says, I used to love CM Punk too, and I get you guys want to boo me. Just give me an opportunity here. CM Punk showed a photograph last week that for him was just another Friday. For me, it wasn't, because it was easy to think I was raised with a silver spoon in my mouth. At one point in my life, the only reason I got up in the morning was because, of, because I love pro wrestling. I love AEW. That day meant more to me than just a Friday. Oh, Liz went entirely green. Mm. Oh, now you're flashing. Ooh. Oh, God, Ooh. what is it? Ooh. Your computer might be overheating. I think that's it. Um, 
Shouldn't be. Is it loud? No. Okay. The fan's going a little bit, but it's not like... Okay. Okay. Um, where was I? Uh, that day meant more to me than just a Friday. 2007. I'm 11 years old. I've got a litany of learning disabilities, severe ADD. Every day in school for me was hell. But the one thing I was good at was football. I was one of the only two Jewish kids that tried out. I actually started as, as a middle linebacker. I thought I fit in. Then the next day at school, I see my teammates walk up to me. I think I'm going to make friends, but they look angry. In their, eye, in their hands, they're holding rolls of quarters. All of them decided to throw the quarters at me as hard as they could, and they said, pick it up, Jew boy, pick it up. I went home and cried. Then I realized today is Friday, and I get to meet my hero, CM Punk. CM Punk, my hero. CM Punk, the best in the world. That day meant everything to me, and I made a promise to myself that I would be just like my hero, CM Punk. This ADD riddle Jew boy was going to become the best in the world. December 2013, I've gotten stronger, faster, uh, football scholarships out the wazoo, but all I just wanted to be is my, like my hero, CM Punk. I wanted to be a professional wrestler. I'm practicing promos in the mirror until my voice gets worse. Then January 2014, you leave me when I needed you most. You left me, all of us. That's when I realized if the best in the world can't do it, how could some ADD Jew boy? I went to college, quit on my dreams, and buried my dreams deep down. Until one day, uh, and there's an account called the Wrestling Classic. And there's a photo of CM Punk shaking hands with Brian Danielson, the same guy I believed in. I was livid. I packed my bags and made a promise that I was going to become the best in the world in spite of CM Punk. I made a promise that whenever an outcasted kid was watching me, I wasn't going to leave him high and dry, unlike CM Punk, you gutless coward. So you can whip me with the chain, make me bleed buckets, but I won't quit. If I quit, I'm no better than you, and that's not me. My name is Maxwell Jacob Friedman, and I'm better than you, and you know it. CM Punk then comes out and doesn't say anything. He gets in the ring, no mic. And, and the camera, I, I love this, the camera made sure to get real tight on him so that they could hear. You just hear him say, is it true? And uh, MJF says, it's true, and then leaves. Man. And that's the end of that promo. Yeah, and that was a hell of a promo. Um... It gave a whole new perspective on what the feud means. It's not just MJF picking on the biggest wrestler in the world. It's MJF angry at his hero that he grew up uh, idolizing. Angry at him for abandoning him and wanting to yeah. grow bigger than he is. Yeah. Um... I that that promo really just fucked with me. I think for like a hot minute. And MJ like MJF was crying at the end. You could see tears rolling down his eyes. Yeah, and I mean, I really thought in my head, I was like, maybe this is like because MJF knows how to go beyond the pale. Yeah, I was like, maybe this is like something he's gonna do that like maybe it's a work. <laughs> like the 
obviously it wasn't and that's i can respect that mm. um but at the time i was like well it's mjf like he's done shit like this before mm. like maybe like this is gonna be him making a promo where nobody can be nasty mm. to him about it and then he's gonna turn it around somehow yeah. and he didn't um and like my god um and i think that like just because i've I've heard those stories in my family that like kind of made me feel like, oh, like, okay, I can't be like, I can't fucking hate you. I can't fucking think that you're a heel now. Yeah. And it's like, I don't know. It just, it hit home and he, he, kudos to him. He's an, an incredible speaker and it, takes a lot of balls to get up in front of that many fucking wrestling fans of all people and tell a story like that like and and cm punk's reaction when he came out just felt so genuine too and the fact that it was all off mic that that's one reason why i i loved a little bit of at least with nxt when during the the uh lockdown stuff when there was like no crowd you could hear those intimate moments when people weren't on mic Mm -hmm. um it felt very real i think kyle and adam cole had a lot of moments like that and yeah it it just and it adds so much complexity to mjf's character like i don't know if this was him or this was you know a writer or something i think i feel like this is just him um it, it it's it was amazing. I mean, I have never been. I like I've always really liked MJF. Um, it's just super awesome to have young Jewish representation. Um, that's so vocal about it too. Mm-hmm. Um, because that's not something that I've ever seen personally. Um, like yeah, there are Jewish wrestlers, but like. Half of MJF's character is that he's Jewish. Yeah. And I love that. Because you can, like, sit there and you're like, hey! There! There he is! Mm-hmm. You know? Um, I've, I've always loved that. I, I, I thought that this promo was really awesome. Because um, he drew attention to that. He drew attention to a lot of other stuff. And I think that he just knocked it out of the fucking park. He did. Um. I don't know what this means for. I mean, not to tie every single fucking thing back to character. I don't know what this means for. MJF going forward, because it's going to be really hard. I mean, I guess it's MJF. He can do whatever the fuck he wants at the end of the day. I, I think I think where it goes is clear. He beats CM Punk at Revolution. Wardlow turns on him. And then MJF is back to being angry. Heel. Um, but just redirected. Mm. Yeah. This just showed that, you know, MJF has cracks. He has weak spots. And you could see that, too, after last week's promo. Like, like this is why I wanted to pick that for promo of the night, because you saw those cracks in MJF. You saw how much punk's words affected him just in that moment 
and and the whole story this is like this is like one of the best stories i've ever seen in wrestling it's just so so brilliant um all right so moving forward uh we had an interview with 2.0 and just stark contrast <laughs> jeff parker says the three of us walk through those doors together but now you want to swoop in and be his mentor brian danielson matt lee says nobody gives a damn who you train you want to taste brian danielson uh garcia says i don't need a lesson in violence tonight i'll teach you a lesson uh, then we get Kings of the Black Throne versus Pack and Penta Oscuro. This was a lot of fun. This was a lot. Penta Oscuro looking cool as shit. Yeah. Also, Alex Abrahante is looking evil. Interesting. <laughs> um, Penta immediately flies out onto Malachi and Brody. Uh, Pack ends up getting this. This was more of a brawl than it was a tag team match, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. The tags were not clear or concise. At one point, Malachi tagged in from literally the ringside area, and I was like, I don't think that's legal. I, I think sure. I think Tony even said like, this isn't gonna be a tag match. This is just gonna be a brawl. Yeah, and I was like, nah, <laughs> whatever. And then I was like, oh no, he's right. He's right. He he had a point. Um, so Pack gets driven into the corner. Brody gets in. Brody puts Pack into like. You saw this better than I did. You said that he put Pack into a torture rack on Penta and then chopped him so that Penta got Hurricane Ronald by Pack or Poison Ronald, mind you. Was um, it Poison Ronald? Also, typing Malachi while trying to type fast not easy. Yeah. Typed a lot of different names. None of them were Malachi. You just type black. Yeah, but Malachi is more fun to type. Mac. Mac, yep. <laughs> um, Malachi then German suplex uh, pack and gets up on those little tippy toes, but it's still not a pin. We then get Anita Brody from Malachi because they miscommunicate and pack dodges. Penta then cross by his Brody. Pack sends Brody into Malachi and um, after they try a Dante's Inferno on Penta, um, then we get a boot to Brody from Pack, and then a second one. Um, Pack then German suplexes Brody, and Penta gets in, and we get some double super kicks. Um, Malachi tags in at this point. He goes for the miss, but Penta covers his mouth, rolls him up to win. Malachi's choking. Brody then just starts beating their asses, and then who comes out? Who fucking comes out? Um, after Malachi attacks Alex and grabs a shovel. Lights go out, and um, Buddy Matthews is here, as we should have expected. Um, and Buddy Matthews is like, being weird? Kind of like goes up to Malachi, like, oh. And then he turns mm -hmm. and beats up Pack and Penta. Yeah, Malachi and Buddy have a long history. And, fun fact, I told you this before, but not on the podcast, um, when Alistair was doing his, his uh, locked door promos in, um, in the main roster, there were two people that knocked on his door, 
Buddy Murphy and Cesaro. And it's very interesting that Buddy Murphy joins him. It would be interesting if we could see Cesaro doing that, but we won't see that for a very long time. Um, but, I mean, th this kind of partnership has been in the works, feels like, for a long time. So to finally get it, it's very cool. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so then we get... Uh, video package for Britt Baker versus Thunder Rosa. And then we get uh, the face-to-face -face between Eddie Kingston and Chris Jericho. And, and Eddie Kingston laughs at the security being there. He's like, what is this? Jericho says, I arranged for security to be here because I want to talk like men. I don't want to act like street thugs. Eddie says, you don't even know what street thug means. In all honesty, I have no idea why we're doing this. I'm not a sports entertainment entertainer. I'd rather just fight you. Give me two women wrestling here, please. This is wrestling, not sports entertainment. Go down the block. I love that he's like, get get Statlander, get Will Nightingale out here. It's so good. So great. Yeah. Um, Jericho says, we are just down the road from Stanford, so let me give you some, so let me give you some sports entertainment, but this will be actually interesting or entertaining. Kind of weak shot at WWE, but all right. Uh, when I heard you were coming to AEW, everyone was so excited. I was thinking, who the hell is Eddie Kingston? I never heard of you, uh, but I've been following the indie scene. Not believable in the slightest that he's been following the indies and had never heard of Eddie Kingston. Um, I thought they were talking about Eddie Edwards. Then I realized why I never heard of you. You look like a jobber. And then I saw your No, he doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't look like a jobber. Uh then I saw your match against what's his name and I heard your promo. And I may and I haven't heard of you. Or I may have not heard of you, but I thought this guy is good. Um he's got what it takes to go to the top. I told you it wouldn't be long before you'd be a huge babyface in AW. And Eddie just you just hear Eddie go, What's a babyface? <laughs> Nobody tell Eddie Kingston that he's in a wrestling ring. Nobody tell him. Yeah, Eddie's over here trying to keep up kayfabe, and Jericho's out here talking about, like, uh, like, you could have been a baby face, you're scared to be over, and shit like that. Like... Literally, I think the funny thing, too, about this is that you know Jericho, like, fucking reversed this. Mm -hmm. Like, he thought this through. He wanted to get meta. And you know that Eddie probably came out there and was just like i'm just gonna say whatever fucking comes to mind i i feel like it was like eddie had material eddie eddie had material jericho did too but when eddie came out throwing fists like he did in the beginning jericho had to step it up somehow and in his mind all he could think of was getting meta um Jericho says, after 20 years of busting your ass and getting over your physical and mental issues, you finally signed a contract with AEW at the age of 38 years old. Everybody was so happy for you, except me. I didn't give two shits about you. I realized you're jealous of Chris Jericho. You didn't make it to the big time until you were 38, but you realized I made it when I was 22. 
By the time I was 38, I main evented pay-per-views, traveled the world, and held multiple world championships. You're jealous of me. Deep down inside, you don't believe, you never believe what I've achieved, and you don't think you could be at my level. Um, and he says, what do you want? You want a cookie? Guess who doesn't care? The only reason you main evented and did all this is because I wasn't there. I don't leech off people. I'm not like the rest of the cornies that lie. I tell a promoter to F off. I'm gonna be me till I die. I gotta look at myself in the mirror. Now you're out here doing this. All you're doing is sucking my blood. My blood ain't Kool-Aid. I'd rather do things on my own. You know what, Chris? I wanna fight. Me and you at the pay-per-view. And then Jericho says, I wanna ask you a question. Have you heard of achievophobia? It's the fear of success. You're terrified to make it to the top. If you did, you'd fall off instantly to the other side and you know it. You consider your destiny to be a failure. I know your family's history. Your first hero was your uncle, and he was a failure. You believe in your own father, and he was a failure. And deep down, you think you're a failure as well. You can't win the big one. In this company, I am the big one, not Mox, Danielson, or Hangman. Jericho is the big one. If you want to challenge me at Revolution, you got it. If you do manage to beat me, I swear to God, I will look you in the eye, shake your hand, and tell you you have my utmost utmost respect. You got past your fear of success. Eddie says, let me give you a warning. We got the match. But don't give me the Jericho that did the Mimosa match. Or that got pushed over off a cage by MJF. Give me the Jericho that poured buckets in Tennessee. Give me the Jericho that turned WCW upside down. Give me the Jericho that your close friend Levesque hated. Jericho said, I'm going to give you the, that Chris Jericho and so much more. You don't believe you can beat me. You don't believe you can win the big one. You are nothing more than a loser, and you always will be. Jericho had some good hits. Um, but I, I, I think he, he definitely played up the I'm the well-achieved WWE wrestler. You're just some guy from the indies. He he played that role well. Um, and I'm I'm really looking forward to, hopefully Eddie winning that match, Jericho going in to shake his hand and and Eddie just not accepting it. I love Jericho being like, "I'll shake your hand," blah blah blah. It's like, what makes you think Eddie wants that? That's like I I love that because that's like a real like, that's what a real egotistical dude would do is. He thinks that his handshake, his seal of approval, is worth so much when it doesn't mean shit. Um, so then we go to a promo that doesn't make sense at all. We go to AHFO. So Matt Hardy says, you are bringing the TNT Championship to the AHFO, but are you going to tag in, tag Isaiah Cassidy in? Uh, Andrade says, I don't need anybody in my corner, but we are a company. Itch my back, and I'll itch yours. Matt Hardy says, how about we do this huge match? Andrade, Matt Hardy, and Isaiah Cassidy versus Sammy, Darby, and Stink in a Tornado Trios match. I think that's happening next week. Because Rampage is Sammy versus uh, Andrade. All right, so then we get Ricky Starks versus Preston Vance face the Revolution qualifying match. Yeah, um, 
I see what they did here. I see what they meant to do. I see it. I get it, Tony. I get it. Um, we get some elbows. Some elbows. Elbows. Some elbows to 10. I'm going to become a wrestler. And I'm just going to call my finisher the elbow. Um, 10 grabs Ricky by the throat, tosses him into the corner, starts to pummel him. Uh, 10 then gets a full Nelson on Ricky, who won't let it get locked in, ends up getting hit with a discus lariat. Still doesn't fucking sideline Ricky. Ricky ends up getting put into the full Nelson. It gets locked in. Um, Ricky pulls at the mask of 10, and then I actually must have missed the finisher. Because I didn't write it down. Uh, Did you catch it? It was just a spear. Oh, yes, okay. He speared him right after Preston, like, went to, like, adjust his mask. Because apparently the whole thing is that he turned the mask and, like, kind of blinded Preston. You know, he tried to just take it off. That was it. No, no, no. He tried to take it off, but then either JR or Tony, because I always fucking mix up their voices, said, oh, he turned the mask on Preston. Oh, okay. Yeah. I didn't see that, but... I I feel like that was them trying to argue, like, trying to just justify it. Um, when in reality, I think Preston just didn't want his mask ripped off, even though his face is all over social media. Yeah. Um, but we we won't be getting that beef in the latter match, unfortunately. How great would that have been? Had Preston Vance that beef, they could have booked the butcher to be in next, and then Miro is a surprise entrant. So much yeah. beef. Yeah, but you know what? I, I, I'm glad that they ended up switching the tide a little bit with me. I think that... I... Maybe Ricky wins it. I don't think so. You don't think so? No, it's Wardlow. Oh, yeah. This is... This is if, if they want to go down that route, which they've been heading down this entire time of Wardlow turning on MJF, he has to win this ladder match. Because then MJF would be like, alright, give me the ring or whatever. And MJF says, no, I don't want to. Um, so then we get a promo with Red Dragon and Adam Cole. The Bucks walk in and uh, they say, Red Dragon, that's a double cross. Kyle's like, you still got a chance. And Nick's like, yeah, we do have a chance next week. And now we're even more motivated. Kyle's like, yeah, I'm glad we could motivate you. Bucks walk away. And Cole says, guys, for the love of God, I have a lot on my plate. You guys need to get along with them. And uh, hopefully we get Jay White back next week or on Rampage. I want to continue that story. He's got. I don't. He's gotta be involved at Revolution. He has to. Be. I honestly like, it, I, and I'm not being a dick when I say this. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I don't. I really don't like Jay in AEW right now, and just because I, the Bucks have so much going on. Adam has so much going on. Red Dragon has so much going on. Like. I don't know. I don't think Jay's just adding a little too much to the pot right now, in my opinion. What do the Bucks have going on besides stuff with Red Dragon? The stuff with Red Dragon and Hangman. 
Hangman's kind of more passive. They, they've kind of... That's kind of just existing in the background right now. And the stuff with Red Dragon, Jay White is also kind of mixed in that. Because that's all kind of like elite bullet club stuff. What I'm hoping happens is Jay White comes back to AEW. And does the same thing he did with G.O.D. He kicks Bucks out of Bullet Club and brings in Red Dragon. And Cole. Are the Bucks technically in Bullet Club? I don't think they yeah. are right now. I right? don't think they ever got a formal, uh, like they were ever kicked out. Because it's, it... I, they were good brothers? Yeah. Like, I think um, Matt Rewalt said it. Or um, Tom Hannafin said it, when you're kicked out of Bullet Club, it is public and it is embarrassing. So, hope that happens. Maybe Adam Page, too. I don't know if he was ever kicked out. Maybe that's why Cody left AW. <laughs> oh, you're green again. I've gone green again. What is happening? This is, this is not your internet. This is something with your computer. Nothing is wrong with my computer. What could possibly be wrong with my computer? I don't know. Because that only happens on Discord. Okay. okay. All right. Um, maybe Jay White kind of does something to Hangman after um, Revolution. Oh, uh, I was saying maybe Cody. Maybe that's why Cody left AEW. So that he could avoid the public embarrassment by being kicked out of Bullet Club. <laughs> He's like, I'll go to the one place they can't touch me. <laughs> Behind the forbidden door. And then their sleeper agent, uh, Finn Balor, kicks him out. <laughs> you think that Finn Balor is going to kick him out when we know Finn Balor is probably going to be upstaged by him in some respect because he's going after the United States title right now? No, Finn Balor's going after it right now. No, that's what I'm saying. Oh. That's why he's going to be upstaged by him. Yeah. All right, so then we get Jade Cargill versus the Bunny for the TBS Championship. Yeah, the Bunny got a jobber entrance, which was kind of disappointing. I like her walk out. It would be nice to hear. I like the Bunny. Yeah, It'd be nice to see her more often. But, you know, we're only allowed one woman's match at a time, one woman's feud at a time. Anyways. I won't be bitter. Um, we get an elbow to the bunny and an arm submission with the legs and then into like some push-ups, which was like, okay. Um, and then we get a good old arm bar. Bunny ends up hanging Jade up on the top rope and um, ends up sending a running elbow into Jade's back. Mm, Matt Hardy and uh, Matt Hardy ends up distracting the ref while Mark um, Sterling uh, sends a title, sends Jade's title to Jade. Um, Jade ends up using it on the bunny. Aubrey sees that this has happened, kicks both men out. Um, and then we get a super kick after the bunny rolls up Jade. Makes me think that she's about to win the fucking title. And I was like, that's very unceremonious. Um, eventually, Bunny wants to go for the down the rabbit hole, but she gets that gets countered into um, a jaded to for, for Jade to win um, and to retain. I'm loving Jade's title reign because she is very much a dominant champion. Um, and she looks great doing it. And then uh, she asks who's next now that she's 28-0. and 
and Ty Conti comes out. She says, hey, Jade, I'm not just next. I'm the one who's going to beat your ass, bitch. And she char- she runs down. And Jade finishes her sentence and says, at revolution. <laughs> and then they go, they go like, they get in each other's face. Yelling at each other. And then Jade just kisses Ty Conti's forehead. <laughs> it was so great. Uh, and then... The bunny beats up Ty Conti. Anna Jay comes out and has a chair ready for Jade Cargill, but fight's already over. Ugh, excuse me. So then we get an interview with Keith Lee. And uh, he's asked about Ricky Starks, and he says, Starks, I'm familiar with. Ricky Starks walks in, and he says, Here are the rules. Team Taz runs things around here. We don't care where you come from, so you better stay in your lane. And then uh, Hobbs and Keith square up, and that's going to be a killer, a killer battle. Um, Yeah. Ricky says, we're going to save this for revolution. Then we get Brian Danielson versus Daniel Garcia. What a fucking match. Oh, yeah. All right, we get like a little cross-legged submission on Garcia to kind of start us off. Uh, Danielson wants the LaBelle lock, but Garcia rolls out of it. Ends up getting a chop lock on Danielson, sending him flying. We then get a dragon screw to Danielson, who um, the, Garcia then like starts arguing af- after the dragon screw. Garcia ends up arguing with Frank Turner for God only knows what reason. It like it wasn't like Frank Turner stepped in the way of the move or said, "Hey, don't do that." Mm-hmm. Garcia just was like arguing with him, and I was like, "He's not even the guy you're fighting right now, bud." <laughs> um, Garcia then gets suplexed from the ring to ringside, lands on his ass, looks fucking horribly painful, um, only to receive a flying knee to the face. Uh, back in the ring, he gets hit with a shotgun drop kick. Uh, then. Danielson gets a half crab on Garcia into like a leg bar. Garcia turns that around. They just start punching each other. Then we get a two, a tiger suplex into a cattle mutilation to Garcia. Um, doesn't get the pin, doesn't get the tap out. Uh, eventually they start holding hands while elbowing each other. Uh, then Garcia goes for an ankle dragon screw, but Danielson just stops him, stomps on his face, throws him down into a triangle sleeper to quite literally i think almost immediately when the moment they said triangle sleeper it bell was ringing yeah yeah yep brian danielson is very dominant and 2.0 attacks danielson right after the match but mox comes out and takes care of 2.0 um daniel garcia enters with the chair but danielson rips it away and Mox gives a nice paradigm shift to Garcia. Danielson gets on the mic and he says, So in order for us to fight together, we need to bleed together. I don't need this chair to make anybody bleed. You want to match a revolution? You got it. But don't be disappointed if you're the only person bleeding. So, that's that's the episode. You want to talk about the bests of the night? Yeah, sure. Ah! Ah. Uh, oh, well. Wow. <sighs>
some sign. Always forget. It's always sooner or later. Yeah. Alright. So let's talk about promo of the night. I don't even think we need to <laughs> give any options or, or weigh anything. It's MJF. All the way. Yeah. One of the best promos I've ever seen. So, let's talk about Wrestler of the Night. Lily, you're green again. Oh my fucking god. I think it's the app, honestly. I've never had this problem with... I've never had the problem Girl, this is not the time to start the fan. Maybe Discord, like, fucks my computer up. Well, you're using it in the browser. Maybe if you had the app. I'm using it in the app, actually. Oh. Okay. Man. All right, let's talk about Wrestler of the Night. So, let me see. Three options. Kyle O'Reilly, Penta Oscuro, and Brian Danielson. Who was my first option? Kyle O'Reilly. I think it's Danielson. I agree. I agree. I hate to say it. I don't I don't hate to say it, but <laughs> like I, I guess I wanted it to be Penta, but I just felt like the Penta match there should have been more to it. Right. Right. Alright, so let's talk about match of the night now. So, as always, we go from the worst match to the best match of the night, and then we'll talk about which match the best is the best match of the night. And before we get into that, if you have a question for a questions segment, leave it in the chat now, and we'll get to it after the best of the night. If you're watching on YouTube, leave a comment, and we'll get to it in the next one. If you're listening on Spotify, join us at the live show, twitch.tv forward slash the pinfall podcast to chat with us live. Love to chat with you. All right, so... Worst match of the night. With a 3 out of 10, Ricky Starks is Preston Vance. Not only was okay. I disappointed that Ricky won, um, because I wanted that beef, but it was so it was so such an underwhelming win, because Preston laid on so much offense, and then it just ended with a spear. I feel like they could have done so much more. Um... Maybe they were supposed to, but they were strapped for time. That's possible. I mean, the MJF promo did go quite long. Um, the tag match also probably was like... You know, that's probably a hard one to... I don't know, what's the word? Like, plan for. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, next up, with a 5 out of 10, Jade Cargill versus The Bunny. Some cool stuff in there. Pretty decent. Uh, next up, 6 out of 10. Kings of the Black Throne versus Pack and Penta. Really fun match. Gave us a couple cool things. Like uh, Penta Oscuro and Buddy Matthews. Uh, next up, with a 6 out of 10, the Tag Team Battle Royale. That was a lot of fun, especially towards the end when it was... Um, one member from each of the final tag teams. And then my pick for match of the night with the 7 out of 10, Brian Danielson versus Daniel Garcia. 
You agree? I concur. Concur? Concur. All right. So, to run it back, promo of the night, MJF opens up. Wrestler of the night, Brian Danielson. Match of the night, Brian Danielson versus Daniel Garcia. Uh, I want to remind everyone to go to our Twitter at Pinfall Podcast to vote on what show you want us to recap and review this weekend. It's between Terminus 2, GCW's The Coldest Winter, and GCW's Welcome to the Heartbreak. So leave your vote now because the vote ends tomorrow afternoon, I think. Or tomorrow at noon, maybe. All right, and it doesn't look like we have any questions. So, Liz, would you like to close out the show? If you join us tonight, thank you so much. And if you join us in the future, thank you so much. Uh, join us tomorrow. We'll be talking about impact and a lack of Josh Alexander consistently. Um, and maybe Jay White. I don't know uh, if we have to. Um... And we'll be, we'll be doing our predictions. If, if the show we're doing is not Terminus, because Terminus, I think, is happening Thursday. If it's not... Well, we might still be able to do our predictions. Um, it depends. Our, our show will definitely be happening after Terminus starts. Like, the impact Is there a way show. for us... Right, but we can just do our... Predictions before the show starts. Should it be that? Should it look like it's going in that direction? And then we'll just give our predictions at during Impact, Impact's post-show. Mm-hmm. As long as we make them before the show starts, then it's not that big of a deal. Yeah, okay. Um, but yeah, um, join us for that. Join us then on Sunday for our post show for whatever show we end up watching go to uh, at pinfall podcast on twitter to vote yes and um then next time you see us we'll be talking about well i'll be talking about njpw so no next time you see us we'll be doing our 2k20 stream yes on march 1st which is the day of the anniversary show oh is it yes Hmm. Okay. And then March 2nd is the day of the first round of the New Japan Cup. Thank you all so much for watching. Hope you all enjoyed. Follow and subscribe. Our live show, if you're not already watching here, is twitch.tv forward slash the pinfall podcast. Uh, we're on YouTube and Spotify as well if you search the pinfall podcast. And on Twitter, we're at pinfall podcast. Please vote in the poll if you haven't already. I'm at the Mark Cameron. Liz is at Eliza Eline two three, and we'll see you all tomorrow for Impact Wrestling. Have a great rest of your night, everybody. See you tomorrow. <laughs>